James Walsh, I think a few of you might have already spoke to me before. Um, previously worked for a couple of big developers and now Baron and Cabot as head of sales. So with Mark, we're going to take you through um, this morning, updates on the market, what's going on and giving you our opinion and forecasts going forwards. I'm going to share with you some very exciting developments as well. Yeah, so, so really, uh, just to give you a bit of background on us, this is background on us ourselves. We're also going to give you some examples project because we're only as good as the projects we're delivering and the, and the financial returns we deliver as clients week in, week out, year in, year out. But we really sort of over the last few years, um, many of uh, uh, the professionals that are on this call, uh, and there's some sort of uh, fund managers and what have you on as well, um, in, internally recognized for the 112 point reduction checklist. So, you know, obviously background being surveillance. Um, we've got this checklist that's just significantly more in depth than you know anyone even go and run property that you live in. That's on everything that we work with. So and that's that's really if it's not industry standard now, it should be. You know, a lot of people use that for their own versions of our checklist, and a lot of people come to us and ask for our opinion on development. So that's professionals in the industry as well. You know, some companies selling property as well. Our partner agreements, obviously, have been going the whole time, but we've become, we now work with the biggest household names in the industry. So, from your small independent developers and individual properties, all the way to major, the biggest names in the industry. I mentioned briefly before data analytics, but this is a hugely important step forward for us. We don't need to hire uh, people doing surveys and 112 point due diligence checklists, we don't need to hire a data analyst. But it's hugely important for us um, and as a, as a position in our market, the reason why we're picking the right properties over and over again, we're getting the returns that we predict with our clients, it's the same reasons why 42% of our properties are purchased by repurchase clients that we already have and bought something before. That's because we get it right every time. If we say it works in the future, you know, it's pretty much we're there in about within a percent or so. Um, and then a new stream to our book, which is really interesting um, for, for everybody, really, um, is distressed sales. So we, we now have you know, this, discounts of properties available for our, uh, our clients. 
we have a wait list for that, so you can't know anybody can just join now. But again, you know, if you are interested in that, please, please do reach out to us, and uh, and we, you know, we might be able to add you onto onto that list. So that's a little bit about us. Again, our values. Most of you know our values. It really is about getting the right information for people and delivering it in the most concise manner possible. Uh, and again, that was coined very, you know, right at the start of our existence. Um, the very first staff member said, "It's like we give confidence through clarity," and, and we actually kept that that line. Uh, it was given us Gareth many years ago, um, and. and it's really true. I mean, we're just genuinely trying to get the best information in the market to give our to get the best products and give our clients the best information. We will never stop doing that, no matter how much that internally is a is, is a cost to us. It's a lot of work, um, but that means we get market leading data. Nobody has, as to my knowledge, there's not one company that has better or more accurate data in the market. We have the best due diligence, uh, and now it goes through two separate due diligence processes. So, our 112 point DD is one of the processes, then it goes through a whole other process as well. Um, and you know, as we said, we want we only hire the best staff. We hire people from the property industry. We're not, you know, it's not salespeople that are coming in, we're actually hiring people who have knowledge and who have the ability to improve our knowledge as well. Um, and we, you know, we invest in what we sell. We, we have skin in the game with almost all of our projects, you know, whether that's a unit, whether it's an underwrite position, um, which we can talk to you guys about on a one-to-one, it's a bit too detailed to, to go through here. As mentioned before, we can only ever, the only way you can judge us and everybody else is based on our projects and the terms that our clients have got. Um, and here's a couple of examples for you. Yeah, so... Um... Thanks, Mark. I think um, just, just summarizing what Mark said there, we are researching the market to find the best locations to invest in for ourselves. Then we'll market and sell the developments as well. The diligence that, that we do, we scrutinize every single point we can think of. And sometimes we'll lose out on developments because they don't pass the 112 point checklist. Bringing on to Sheldon, it's not an area which everyone's too familiar with. A lot of people know Birmingham. Sheldon sits just outside of Birmingham. We are 10 minutes from the airport and the NEC, the big exhibition centre, and where the HS2 interchange will arrive, which cuts the journey time down to London to just over 40 minutes. 15 minutes in the other direction of Sheldon, you've got Birmingham city centre, where we do have developments, uh, we do market and sell, but thought I'd bring this one to everyone's attention where this is something where we can look at using some of the data analytics and market research that's already out there and find something that's excellent value, giving excellent returns. So property in Sheldon, again, we've worked on three developments there, one bedrooms ranging from 130 to 150, 160,000 pounds, two bedrooms circa 200,000 pounds. The yields that they're generating from delivering, uh, even in a pandemic last year, delivering 4.5 to 5% net from, a lot of them delivering now well over 5.5% net. Capital growth story in that period of time from people buying, uh, those ones that came in early, looking at 15% in the same period of time. So this is something where we will focus on. It's an, it's an area which we love. It's an area that's not too common now for investment. And it just shows goes to show that once we, you know, we've got three guys that work full-time, analyzing data to predict property prices. 
And we can cross-reference that with what's out of there in the orderly market to then bring to you something in a proven area that's going to perform much better than what other people are advertising. Yeah, and uh, as for, uh, so Sheldon was a, just a prime example of letting data drive um, sort of, uh, the data told us something about Sheldon, which then drove us into looking into the area in more detail, visiting, obviously handing people down, looking at the best development stuff. Then the reality was, it was a mid to lower demographic area, a lot of people just drove through it. It wasn't really on anyone's radar for them. Everyone knew Birmingham was doing superb, it was going to continue to do so into the HS2. But what we can do with our data is we're seeing, we saw there, affordability was increasing. It meant people were either moving there with more money or there was more jobs being created there. So we knew that was coming. We looked at what was going on. There was a new tram line being built right through the middle of the shelf. So suddenly we saw. Uh, as the Lloyds reports have shown previously, is that any transport link will make it work. Uh, and we, we saw this, we saw that people were moving there, we, we joined in with this very brave ADR, we did exceptionally well with three different projects. Um, and, and, and really, it was a similar sort of conversation here with Ashford. Um, so, again, we just, we just completed our projects here. It's, again, just a, an example of well, people would say, well, you know, what's going on in Ashford? You know, especially international time. And actually, some people in, um, in London have heard, you know, saying, well, you know, nobody like Ashford. That's fine, but we're investors. And, and so when we're investing, we're investing in areas that are, that are growing in value and will become the perfect area. You know, we don't want to, we're not buying into the perfect area now. You know, it can't be perfect right now because it's unlikely to have a huge amount of growth. Ashford's a lovely little town, though, part of Kent. Um, but what really, really made this incredible was that the train station was improved significantly, meaning that what was an hour and a half journey into London, now you can get into Clarenhall, I think, in just under 30 minutes, um, some anchors just over 30 minutes. You know, goes to all the sort of major, you can get into all the major uh, stations of London. Um, but, you know, which, which gives it huge amounts of opportunity. The government knew this was going to happen in 2006, right? So we were looking late to that. We should have maybe, we should have been, you know, looking earlier. But what we have done is we timed it right. We timed it when people started moving here. The volume of people moving here has been incredible. Um, and that has been noted in all of the reports by the government. There's so many people moving here. There's no property, occupancy rate is so high that there's virtually nothing you can get here. Um, we did the first development there um, and we will be involved in, in other developments in this area. But it's just a great, great example of what, what an incredible return for clients. Those who listen to us saw that as a community of London and did as we'll do as well as the guys that listen to us when we told us back in Reading, you know, what, six years ago, what have you. So, this is an incredible area, um, and it was a brilliant, brilliant win again for our uh, for our clients. Yeah, other wins as well. So Preston, another area which we've it's been on our radar for a long time. We've done very well from the northwest in the last five six years in the West Midlands. But when we look at the northwest, everyone homes towards Manchester and Liverpool. Preston made a city in two thousand and two. Most well, best place to live. 2016, beating Liverpool and Manchester. To do that, you need excellent healthcare, education, transport links. 
um, I think most improved city 2018 and 19. So we knew it was going from strength to strength, but the trigger for us was something called the city deal with Lancashire and Preston. The government investing 430 million pounds into Preston to grow the economy by billion pounds over the next 10 years. So we have a development there which passed a diligence check. It's with a very credible developer, a 70 year old developer called the Heaton Group, family owned. Um, if you look at Preston as a city, you have uh, to the north city of the university, 40,000 students, massive graduate retention. Um, east of the city where we are, we are right next to the bus terminal, one minute walk, and we're 10 minutes walk to the other side of the city, uh, to the train station. The area which is probably the most tired area of the city is actually an area called Stony Gate, but that's going to be the best part of the city, and that's where our development is. Stony Gate is 28-acre site. And this is a mixture of uh, residential, commercial and retail. And this is what we're doing. We're, we're, we're investing ourselves into a city which we feel is up and coming. And we know that from the you know, government fiscal policies coming in, the de demographics of renters, we've got one of the best projects. Or once it's ready, it will be the best project in that city. What that means for an investor is similar prices to Sheldon, actually. You can get a one bedroom here from 125,000 to 140,000 pounds which will give you a, a rental yield, which will much, um, well, will more than cover the mortgage. We're looking at rental yields gross last year, 7.5%, net 5.8% in a PR1 postcode, which is where we are. So our development finishes in three months. Investors who've bought there are very happy and already looking onto the next spot. We may build again in Preston, but we're already recognizing other areas. So look at Manchester Central. We've got uh, three developments, so, yeah, four developments in Manchester Central. We're now looking at a tier two that's being formed in Manchester. So for those of you who don't know Manchester, um, but maybe know London, London split into zones, zone one to seven. Manchester was like a zone one and then a zone five. We're seeing a zone two being formed and that's where we're focusing on. We're looking at the zone two. So if you look at Manchester as a map, you have the inner ring road, the Mancunian way, the Trinity way. We're recognising that these are very good areas for investment, close to the Metrolink tram stations. Um, we're, we're currently, we've got three projects right now who are going through that 112-point checklist. So perhaps this week or next, we'll have some new projects for you to share with you, which will be, again, low price point, high-yielding assets. Central London, it's not been the best for capital growth, not the highest rental yields, but it does offer something else for people's portfolio. We have three projects in central London, and of course, the London commuter towns like Ashford have been very, very exciting. So we're still building central. We're still focused on developments, which is central, but we're looking at other investment hotspots. And it depends on what that client wants. If you're a seasoned investor, you want to diversify, or you're a first-time buyer, we don't. We have projects which will cover all of all of the uh, requirements and the goals that we're going to set out for you. Um, Liverpool Waterfront, again, last but not least. We've got a 10, 20 and 30 year plan for Liverpool waters. There's nothing quite like that going on in the UK. The development that we have is a, it's a landmark building actually. It's called Tobacco Warehouse. It's the largest brick building in Europe. Uh, listed building, which means some of the features can't be changed, which is awesome. It means we get to keep um, the brilliant and um, beautiful raw iron staircases, the central pillar columns. Uh, the brick set facing itself, and it looks onto the water, looks onto the ocean and back over Liverpool city centre. Um, arguably the nicest project we have, I think, uh, yeah. Tobacco Warehouse in terms of features and, and aesthetics. 
Yeah, I think we're it's a labour of love that one. So yeah, it's one of the one of the projects that's it's so big, it's not there's actually not a huge amount of um, profit for anyone, but it's just it's an incredible, incredible building. So we'll, we'll actually go on to that in a in a second. And um, so, again, so I mean, I think that's there's a few, a lot of that has been handed over. We've been the past 12 months, two years, we've been so busy with a lot of stuff that you guys have been involved in. Thank you for the people that have bought in. Um, I think with the reality of it is now is that if you have been, uh, you know, we've got these market trends that we'll go through, but the first thing is, regardless of how many more trends you see, regardless of anything else, you need to know in your heart that's whether you want to invest. Because I think what we're seeing at the moment is the market's absolutely doing incredibly well. Um, and so if you didn't buy Brexit when it was low, uh, and you're not buying it now when the market's doing, you know, at, at its high, you know, or, or holding the way up, um, you know, you sort of got a question, when will be the right time? If it's not low, it's not high, then so when is it? But again, these market trends are really important. Hopefully, they can help you out. Some, a load of our data, but also, um, also some of the stuff that um, you know, got some some other people have looked at. But the, the real thing with, with all markets um, worldwide, so whether you're investing in the UK or anywhere else, and pretty much the first thing you get taught, in, you know, when you when you train in this stuff, is that ultimately the market's down as fundamentals it is. Uh, supply and demand, which is the most important part of this. You know, if you have an undersupply of anything um, then, uh, that people want, um, and you have this huge demand, then people will drive the price up, and unless they can't afford to drive the price up. So every part of the UK is different in this regard, in terms of affordability. So the, the strategy as an investor has always been the same. And don't try and reinvent the wheel, especially if you're new to investment, is that just do what's working for everyone and what's worked for everybody historically. And that is pick areas with fundamentals that are correct. There's an undersupply, there's a lot of people moving there and being poor there and all the rest of it, some of the new jobs or whatever else. Um, look for places where the affordability is growing. So it's actually, you know, there's more people with wealth kind of coming there or there's more jobs creating more wealth there. Um, and then, you know, what we need to look at then is um, is there, is, you know, so can people afford it? And is there mortgages in place? People can do a multiple of that. So, can they afford the rent? Can they afford the mortgages? Can they afford the rent and mortgages to increase? And also, can they borrow? Can borrow with just a, a national level? Something we can give you information on daily if you needed it. So, um, we actually get a report every single day from every, well, pretty much every lender in the UK. So, there's a small change. So, mortgage, we hear about it's probably 13 different changes we read every single day. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say is we're, we're on top of this all the time. So, the fundamentals are always the same. They're the places you want to invest in. Then, to do better, you want to be the top end of the growth. You want to be looking at fiscal policy. Where are the government investing? Where what areas they they doing you know investment how much are they investing there why are they investing there and um, new transport things you know transport link if you were to only ever invest in one on one strategy that'd be a transport link even if you forgot everything else if you bought next to where a new transport link to what bill you look at the reports look at the data it's all it just always grows you know it's, it's one of those sorts of, uh, one of those things so. The difficulty should not for you is not 
the strategy, the strategy is really straightforward. Find out where there's another supply, where there's wealth, uh, and, and growing wealth, and then look at of those areas, which is a lot of them in the UK, of those areas, which ones um, is the new fiscal cost, government investment, and, uh, and transport. It's, it's, it's really, really very simple. Um, so, so some of the historical, some of the stuff that's been going on this year, James, I think we're going to go through. Yeah, I think you were saying earlier, like if you look at last year, what a crazy year we had. Um, property prices went up. A lot of people didn't buy because they were distracted. And we'll always have these distractions. We'll have Brexit or elections or a pandemic. There'll be a reason to be distracted and not purchase. And then when we come back through the other side and we look at what actually happened, we'll find that the property prices may have increased. So last year, the Northwest, which, which has been a great area for us, Property prices grew 6.6%. West Midlands, 5.8%. It was actually London that was bringing the average down. And we've seen some cultural shifts as well. So I think you know, we've, we've all probably felt it. We've all experienced a lockdown where the country we're in, people have wanted a bit more outdoor space, maybe a balcony. Um, people are, are moving. And this is great. This is great for the marketplace because there's more transactions. As Mark said, transport links. People are move, perhaps moving out of the city and want to be near a transport link so the commuting time is shorter. Maybe they're only working in the office three days a week. We're now reading reports that from some major corporations that we've really missed out on a lot of business because of the face-to-face -face meetings. By the end of the year, everybody wants to come back into the office. I think back in, in the UAE, we have an office in the Middle East, uh, in Dubai, and uh, they're back at 100% in the offices now. So you can go back and you can work in full capacity. Um, mortgage rates, you touched upon that before, but the last but not least, we've got a huge undersupply in the UK. I think I pulled off something this morning, actually. Um, yeah, it was by Savills. It was um, house prices and the forecast. We'll move on to that on another slide in, in a moment, but um, we've got a rapidly increasing population. We've got an aging population. So UK's population is forecast to reach 74 million people in the next 20 years. People are getting older, people are getting divorced more. We need more homes. People are getting married later as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so again, the fundamentals are in place. Uh, um, two years ago, if we sat there and we could look in the future and say there's going to be Brexit and there's going to be a vote where you know, potential Corbyn uh, government in terms of the taxes that are going to come with that. So two years ago, you know, we had this all too long. We didn't know about it. And then finally, the pandemic, the global pandemic. Um, I'd say that 99.9% people would have not invested. Um, and actually, every single one of them lost that. You know, well, I say that, I mean, you know, but you know, I think some people would have looked at the market invested at the right time. But the, the, the main thing is, regardless of what you think about property, where you think it's going to go, there's never a bad time to buy a property. There's just a bad price to buy a property at. And, and knowing the fundamentals and knowing what that the fair value of that property is, it is really important and that's that's where you get and um, that's where you get your information forms from. So that's one of the real key reasons we can just navigate you straight into the best areas and we can look at some developments, the best developments for you. Um, and, and we generally come out, you know, what we do come out on top, we're not, we're not, you know, it's always worked out for us. Um, briefly on, on uh, Savills, I think you were going to go through a Savills uh, stat you, you yeah, so we can we can see from this illustration here uh, the forecast for the whole of the UK in the next five years. 
So the whole of the UK market is undersupplied. It's very difficult to go wrong buying property in the UK. Um, but we don't want to, it's not about going wrong, it's about going as right as well as we can. And if we just take a moment to like take a step back a moment and look at what we're doing, Baron and Cabot, we've done the research, we're investing into these projects, the developments have gone through a strict diligence process. We wouldn't have it on our website, we wouldn't be marketing it to our investors if we weren't 100% committed to that being a great investment for you. Um, I think there's a bit of a common theme here. We, we are speaking to a lot of people who are edgy, maybe the pandemic, COVID, Brexit. It's, it, it, there's a lot of distractions in the marketplace. But when we take a step back, there's a reason why we have offices in the Middle East, Asia, South Africa, opened up an office in the US this, earlier on this year. And it's because a lot of people around the world want to get into the UK market because it's stable, it's secure. It's one of the oldest, oldest markets in the world. Um, it was Bloomberg last week, again, another one that I, we mentioned actually before this, this, um, this Zoom call, we were just talking amongst ourselves that the UK is the most transparent property market in the world, narrowly beating Australia and the US. You're in the right place. You're on this webinar because you're already in the right place and, and now it's time to look at the right developments. Yeah, and you can see this, this is some of their growth um, story that they've been sort of looking at. Um, but again, when you look at these, you know, you look at the Northwest here, you know, they're expecting, you know, nearly 30% growth over the next five years. Um, you can imagine if you're, you know, you're only down 30% positive and your property grows 30%, you're pretty much getting your investment back within five years. That's sadly important. Now, bear in mind, that's the overall Northwest. There's a significant amount of properties that are going to massively outperform that, and there's going to be some that underperform that. Uh, and so our job is not, uh, again, our job is just to pick out the, the ones that will, you know, even marginally outperforming it, and we're doing our job. And that's really where the extra work that we put in, you know, you can throw a dart at the UK, you could have done it the same 15 years ago, throw a dart and you would have made money, but we can make more uh, by using the right strategies and find out the right information. Again, this is another slide from Savills, just a little bit of a change in, in sort of um, people's needs or wants as a tenant. Um, again, you know, there's a slight, slight change in the sense that, you know, people look at some outdoor spaces and that sort of thing. Again, with investments, when you're looking at property, that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean some people confuse us with, oh, we need to look at houses and after we're looking at suburbs or what have you. And when there's and actually, then you make a mistake if you don't have a lot of population density, you've got a high occupancy rate. The reality of it is, is if you keep city centers, there's transport links, as it says here, uh, but also how to pick it by into community spaces, stuff where there's good outdoor space, maybe roof garden, or you know, something where or at least if you be you know, walking distance from a park or something like that. These are the sorts of spaces that tenants are looking for. Um, and and you know, bear that in mind when you look at these investments. That's a lot of the type of work that we're working around at the moment. We're we're less inclined to be looking at a thirty square meter um, one bed studio central with no outdoor space, nothing you know, just a box because um, it's you know really you want a little bit um, a little bit something else, you know, office spaces, etc. So again, in some of the new projects, we have, I guess this is one that a lot of people are excited for and a lot of people are on. We have a few, obviously, that we've mentioned before. Um, this, oh, let me turn that off. 
This set back in the warehouse. This is all the changes referencing before. Again, I mean, the phase one of this is completed. It's, it's incredible. Um, really, in terms of uh, price per square foot, these units are huge. Price per square foot is low, um, but they are massive, massive units. The real one here, I mean, this, this one actually, some of my clients have bought here with developers, uh, you know, managing agents in the city of Liverpool. Um, and they understand this project because of its, um, because of its size, because of the size of the units, no one in the right mind really builds 1,000 square foot, two beds, because you can, for every two you build, you can sold three 600 square foot ones, you know, there and thereabouts, no other maths on that, you know, roughly that, meaning increasing your profits. But what that does for you as an investor buying into this is you're never going to get anything uh, simply built around it. So it means that once you bought this, it's waterfront, it's going to retain its value. It's always going to be the number one location within uh, within Liverpool waterfront for people to buy. You know, there's, there's really no doubt um, about that um, if people will look at it first. So as long as it's, as long as it's rented at the right value, it's just it's always going to be uh, always going to be occupied. Uh, do you want to go through this one, Scott? Apex loss, I think so, yeah. So we're in an area here where we are just outside the city centre. We're in Digbeth, up and coming area, right next to a transport link, 15 minute walk into the city centre. It's an area that's got so much potential where you can see right now, five minutes from the Custard Factory, if you know Birmingham, you know Custard Factory, that's a very cool area to be in. Um, just reiterating something that Mark put, picked up on before, and you'll see this with all other developments, Apex loss, let me use that as an example, the one we're talking about right now, Roof garden, communal roof garden, play area. We've got right on here there, um, large um, residence lobby. We want the entrance to be like a hotel style lobby. Some developers, they won't do this because where they have a communal roof, communal roof garden, they'll put a penthouse and they won't have the concierge because it costs money. But we're building towards tenants' wants, not just their needs. And we do this to future-proof the investment so it's still going to be a great project in five, 10 years. That's why on our 112 point checklist, building materials come up over and over again. So with Apex Lofts, we've got a fantastic project. Um, if this was in the city center, you'd find prices 15% higher and you wouldn't get the same growth. Um, we've worked with this developer on a project which is 50 meters away from Apex Lofts called the Ironworks. Um, that finished 12 months ago, 12 months ago. And that's generating a fantastic yield, witnessing great capital growth. And we've done a, a second project, which is yeah, literally around the corner with Apex Lots. Yeah, again, this is another example of you're buying right next to the HS2 station. Um, so you're walking distance to that. This will be most likely, I mean, this area is going to be the sort of the, the area people want to live in, similar to the Northern Quarter of Manchester, um, you can see here, and um, similar to the Northern Quarter of Manchester, similar to. And, you know, spinning fields, Manchester. You've got a you've got an area where you're able to buy now under cheaper than the sort of the average um, central Birmingham within the central ring road of Birmingham. So it's perfectly located. Um, and you know the reality of it is, is once you're next to the Smithfield master plan um, and then the HS2, this is really a key area where people want to live. You can get to London within 45 minutes if you just walk to the station. Um, so there's, there's, there's good reason to expect this to be become the most prime area of uh, of. Um, um, we move on to the next one. 
This one is a completed development, or we certainly have completed units there. So it's a great for development in Solihull, which is another Birmingham location. For those of you that don't know, this is the sort of posh part of, um, of Birmingham, so to speak. So like where these CEOs and footballers live, it's a little bit further out of the city centre, much more green area. This one's right next to the train station, so you can be better located. You're, you're in the green area, you can just flip straight into, into work. And um, we have a number of studios that are tenanted by a well-known um, car manufacturer um, who, who have these on a corporate lab. So some of these units receive 7% net, um, which is obviously incredible. Um, and, you know, we can get that that's for a year from now. Really puts you in a very, very good position. For those of you who want to be completed, um, they're not, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of priced um, in around the sort of 200,000 for a studio for a one bed. Mm. Um, so, those of you that want something where you feel a little bit more protected, I don't think you necessarily should be looking for any, any of these sort of rent properties. You should be looking for property right fundamentals that can, you know, you know as a high occupancy rate will be rented. But those of you that just really, really, really need a tenant in place with really good sort of net return and some sort of guaranteed rent income for a year, that, that's really good. That, that's the one for you. Um, and then we've got a few upcoming projects. I'll turn that down. So we've got a few upcoming projects. And the upcoming stuff, we've got a lot in around, I think James mentioned earlier, tier two Manchester, really a really big focus for us now. So we've got a Birmingham focus, so around Birmingham, a lot of London, uh, some cheaper London Central, some London commuter. Birmingham, and um, sorry, I mentioned Birmingham, sorry, and Manchester tier two is a real interesting one. The, the luxury sector in, in Manchester has been well looked after at the moment, but the, the, the sort of the tier two that James mentioned before, the sort of slightly cheaper stuff, um, but you know, still, you know, very, very high spec, but a cheaper buying price is something we're really, really focused on. So we've got some exciting news coming up in the next week or so. So you guys, if they're interested in these areas, do get in contact with us. Same with Derby, Nottingham, you know, we've got some really interesting stuff coming up. Um, but, you know, it'd be nice to, to be able to, to discuss with you guys, um, certainly on a case-by-case -case basis. And um, some of the bits we work with marketing, like a lot of this stuff, we don't, we don't market it online, we don't need to. You know, we, we, we sell these through our, through our existing clients first. And then obviously the clients that we're speaking to already, those who have already, um, Vetted the client. So, a client we've already vetted, we've already vetted ours, and we're in a really good position to sort of talk about these new projects that come up. Okay. So, I think that is um, through those. Oh, we've done that. We've done that. We've gone through them again. Shall we? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, um, so that, that's the that's the, um, the new project, some of the new projects. There's only a small number of them to be fair, just to, in, due to time constraints. Um, and then here's the focus, our focus area is sort of moving forward, which you should also focus on. Yeah, you guys, um, I mean, Quincy, I don't know, is it, do you guys have any questions for us? Anything you want answered? Anything you're interested in? Any feedback? Yeah, I think we just looking through some of these. 
Okay, sorry, yeah, I do apologize. I'm just getting back to the Q&As now. So there was, appeared to be, a, it did appear to be a slight echo um, of my line. So I do apologize for any of the struggle that I will, uh, we can get that cut, we can get that sent over to you. We can make you some one to ones as well to explain that. Um, let's try, uh, okay. It's probably a little bit too late now to go through. Look, so one of the questions that we have is houses versus apartments. Again, there is no hard and fast rule. There shouldn't be uh, any hard and fast rule with it. That is not a case by case basis. What is the client you want, um, what you're looking for, and what you need as a return. The, the, the only caveat I'd say to that is international clients often an apartment works better, it's just easier to manage, um, and often. Apartments, price per square, you know, sorry, not price per square, but uh, the overall price can be cheaper. And also, we're able to buy in areas where they have very, very high occupancy rates. So that tends to be city centres. City centres rarely will build um, houses there um, just because of the cost of the land. So uh, when we're looking at houses versus apartments, it has to be, it can only ever be on a case by case basis. But um, you know, there is, there is certain uh, benefits to, to apartments, which is why a lot of our presentations are based on those. Got a question from Salah. For the international investors, what's the situation for the financing, mortgages and stamp duty? Um, financing is something that we go through with everybody. We like to work out mortgage rates with you. So we'll, we'll do this. We'll work with a few different independent companies. Depending on where you are in the world, UK or outside, you've got some countries which are classed as high risk, um, which may require you putting a higher deposit down, um, injection of capital in, and might actually experience a higher rate. So we, we work through mortgages with all of our overseas investors and we'll help with that. And one thing that we do like to do with clients is actually... Take it a step further. So we know the property price, we know the costs, we know the setup costs, we know the legal costs, we know what they'll rent out for, and then we know what the mortgage will be. So we'll happily do a appraisal on a specific property. We do this with everybody before they purchase. So we'll work out what we call a cash flow for you, a cash flow analysis, and we can work out what year one to year 10 look like. And part of that most important part is actually getting a mortgage rate for you. Um, we do a quick fact find and then we'll put that through uh, a vendor and we'll find a mortgage rate for you. Yeah, and then there's, there's another question here in terms of uh, costs. So your, in terms of acquisition costs, um, again, that would be slightly different for, um, for every different uh, property, but you obviously you've got things like stamp duty, which at the moment, if you're looking at some of our completed stock, you know, if you're relatively quick, you'd be able to buy and save on your stamp duty. Um, then you're also looking at uh, legal costs. So maybe a thousand pounds, twelve hundred pounds, yeah, in terms of legal costs, uh, which, which you would uh, add into that. Um, and that's pretty much it in terms of purchasing. You might have a mortgage broker, and um, that you know you have a cost there. And um, so, so you should bear that in mind on going costs. Um, if you're if you've got a house, then you obviously have you know different ongoing costs depending on you know the roof and you know the gardening and cleaning the windows and all the rest of it. In terms of um, apartments, you have a service charge which will cover that. So you sort of break down those costs into a month by month. They're normally 
you know, so you can work it out as so you can give you average costs for house versus an apartment. Um, but you've got those costs, um, and we, we look at those ongoing mortgage costs. A lot of people don't realize that no matter where you are in the world, we can most likely get your mortgage. And so it doesn't matter where you are, you might think there's absolutely no way you can get your mortgage. I think if you spoke to us, you'd be very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, okay. So look, guys, I think that's, um, I think that's all the main questions. There's a couple of niche questions that have gone through that are very, very specific areas. So let me, um, let, let's answer those ones on our sort of one-to-one basis. Equally, both, both myself and James have put out a little bit of time. We don't have a huge amount of time, as you'd expect. At the moment, everybody's sort of booking in with us to, to speak to us, try and beat the um, statute, try and get into property at the moment, lock it as we speak, so days are long and there's not a lot of space, but we have we have put five spaces each, so five forty-five minutes slots each, and make those available throughout the course of this week for you guys um, to book in. So, what to do for each each person who wants to speak to us, get a little bit more information, and allow us to do a little bit of background to to be able to tell you which areas suit your investment type best. Give us a shout, drop us an email, either james at barrowandcabot.com or mark at barrowandcabot.com. We can certainly help you out with the game quality. Okay? Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. It's lovely to, lovely to have you all on. Uh, thank you for making this happen for us. Yeah. Have Cheers. a great day. Enjoy your weekend. Bye.